Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. Oh, that tagline. Uh, every relationship begins with you. It truly, truly does. And uh, you know what we're, we're going to do today is talk about, um, well, we're in part two, by the way. <laughs> so this is part two of a three-part series on how we self-abandon in a relationship and how that self-abandoning causes us um, harm, how it causes the relationship harm, and how our life is affected by it, right? And, you know, one of the things that um, what what people don't understand or, or, or they don't, re you know, realize is that they want somebody else to do something differently. They consistently put their happiness in the hands of another. That's self-abandoning. When you can only be happy if somebody else is doing exactly what you want, you have problems, you're in trouble. You are in trouble and you need help. And I'm serious. It doesn't just go away, it's the control factor. And believe it or not, you're acting as a victim. A victim to someone else that isn't doing what you want them to do exactly the way you want them to do it. How messed up is that? Now, if somebody puts those parameters on you, if somebody says to you, hey, you know what? You suck. I don't even like you. <laughs> and you know why I don't like you? Because you don't do exactly as I say, the way I say it, the way I want it, when I want it. Go to hell. That's what I'd say, right? But actually, I wouldn't say that. I would just go, really? Really? <laughs> it's done. There's no time for that. There is no time for that. Heal! Heal! And I'm not talking to my dog. Because I just did take her to Target, and we just had this huge <laughs> training session in Target, and I'm not kidding you. I'm trying to get her to heal. <laughs> Stay by me. Don't react. Don't react to the to the people around you. Don't react to the smells. Don't react to the other dogs. Don't react. Don't react. Don't react. And let me tell you, it was not easy. I just had an hour of hell in Target, but it was worth it. She's getting it. She started to stop reacting. And yes, I gave her a hell of a lot of treats. And one day she's just going to stop needing the treats. But guess what I did? In order for me to have, and I know this is like, Heather, are you comparing my relationship to a dog? Mm, kind of, but here's the deal. I know that in order for my, Olive and I to have the relationship that I desire for me to be happy with her and her to be happy with me, I have to stop allowing her to control me through her behaviors, bad behaviors, and then I react to her behaviors with bad reactions. What does that sound like? Olive and I are in a freaking free fear dance, okay? But her reactions aren't, to, they're towards me because I'm reacting inappropriately. But she's actually reacting to every sort of stimuli around, around her. It's, so I'm, yes, I'm her master. I'm training her, but I'm also training myself. Training myself. So you got to understand in a relationship, it is a two-way street. 
So to stop self-abandoning, you need to honor yourself, right? You need to have those boundaries and they need to be boundaries. They are not, they're not like these, this rule book. If you don't do this, then I'm not going to do this for you. That is not a boundary. That's a rule, right? It's, it's not what I'm going to do to you. It's never about that. A boundary doesn't say if you don't do this the way I want it, then guess what? I'm not going to do this for you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to speak to you. No, that's a, that's a rule. That's a rule. That's Because why? You're saying that if you don't do this, I'm punishing you. A boundary is about lovingly taking care of yourself, not punishing somebody else. Remember that. I'm going to say it again. A boundary is about lovingly taking care of yourself so you do not self-abandon. It's not about punishing the other person. And the minute it becomes about punishing the other person, it's not a boundary. It's a rule. And you're, what does that rule say? I control you. What do victims do? Control. What do rescuers do? Control. What does everybody in a relationship do that's messed up? Control, control, control. And that's called self-abandoning, right? So if you're not taking responsibility for your relationship, I want to ask you something. How do you feel when, um, you know, when you make somebody else for your responsible, for you to feel safe, worthy, happy, um, and you ab keep abandoning yourself to get that from them? How does that make you feel? like shit I know that I know it does and then what do you do you get mad or you react obviously we know the fear dance right we know the fear dance but um if you don't learn to love and value yourself I'm sorry it is never ever ever going to change and if you are controlling somebody else you do not love and value yourself because you are loving and controlling somebody else for your own satisfaction to feel happy, loved, safe because you can't give that to yourself. If you could give yourself love and safety and belonging with yourself, you would not need to control another. And that is the truth. So I want you to ask yourself, in what areas are you a caretaker? In what areas are you um, um, a taker? You know, what parts of this relationship system do you need to heal? And if you've healed those parts and you're still in the unhealthy, toxic relationship, I need you to ask yourself, why? Now, I'm not saying you leave it right away. You don't, right? Because a relationship, as I've said before, is honestly the best place for somebody to heal. It is. It's just, you know, it's two people working together. But the problem is, is that when it becomes one person working and the other one just still continuing to say, I'm a victim of you. I'm a victim of you. I'm a victim of you. Then it no longer becomes about two people working together. Okay. Um, Self-righteousness is ugly. You know, um, victimhood is ugly. And what's a victim? Self-righteous, a lot of them, right? So, um, you know, there is more, obviously, to becoming empowered within yourself and just having some assertive techniques, which are the best way to set the boundaries and the best way to get there, right? Um, but here's the deal. To avoid being a victim, to avoid being in the victim trap of control and placing your happiness in the hands of somebody else, you have to stop resorting to victimizing behavior. You have to, right? So, um, you find, you know, you're going to find your, that you are 
victimized, okay, whenever you find yourself out of control of your life. The key word is what? Control. If you're not pulling the strings, then you are being manipulated by someone or something else. And you can be victimized, as you like to say, in a number of ways, right? Um, now, victims are actually taken advantage of through what? Uh, some criminal activity? <laughs> sure. You could be robbed, swindled, really damaging, for sure. Um, but victims are really people that run their lives according to others. Either being dictated by others or they're the dictator dictating others. Okay? And you can't be victimized unless you allow it to happen. That's the bottom line. It is. I'm sorry. It is the bottom line. You can't keep crying, victim, 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 if you keep allowing it to happen. I don't know how long you you can last and allow it to happen. I don't know. Everybody has their different threshold of pain because it's pain. It is pain to be controlled and manipulated and have people reacting to you. It's pain. It causes internal pain. Okay, and that's you victimizing yourself. And victims almost always operate from what? The weakness, right? They let themselves be dominated, pushed around because they often feel what? I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this. I'm not chart, right? And so then you hand over the strings to somebody else. And that's usually your partner, the unhealthy partner. And you continue to allow your puppet strings to be pulled, right? So, um, if you're behaving in self-defeating you know, defeating ways, if you're miserable, if you're out of sorts, if you're hurt, you're anxious, you're afraid to be yourself, um, uh, you're afraid to say the truth, you're afraid to speak your, in an empowered voice, um, then you're a victim. Because you, you're putting all of these things on something outside of yourself. You're allowing things outside of yourself to control your internal world. And any time that you allow things outside of you to control your internal world, you are in trouble. I'm not saying that we're you're not going to get hurt once in a while, right? Okay, we are human beings. I get it. But when every single day your outer world is con con controlling your inner or somebody else is one person, your partner, your spouse, whatever, you're in trouble. And again... You got to put it, you got to draw a line in the sand, right? Because remember, people don't change until it's harder to stay the same. And that's the truth. There should come a day that you've said, I've had enough. And if you're the victim or if you're the one that's also in this fear dance, you got to heal because you deserve to live this most amazing life, right? You can allow and have anything you desire. I promise you, I promise you. But when you're living in victim uh, victimhood or you're allowing yourself to be controlled, you know, puppet strings here, then guess what? You are in resistance and the life you desire, dream about and deserve does not come to you. I can't tell you it any other way. It's the truth. I promise you. And I wish it wasn't, but it is. But actually, I'm fucking glad it is. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in a way of, but guess what? If we can all be who we're meant to be, 
who God said, I'm thrusting you into the world, Heather Carter. You have this set of genes, this set of taken talents. Here's your fingerprint. It's so individualistic, just like you are. And I know I've given you every tool that you need to live the glorious life that I have in store for you. What is that life? Well, that life's going to be whatever you make it to be. Now, if you can honor yourself and love yourself and live in this certain way, then yes, guess what? It's going to be glorious. God means that. And sure, we get in, we're born into love. Soon we're taught fear. And yep, most parents screw it up somehow, right? Or a little bit, or they don't, but you know, or we get really abused. There's serious dysfunction. We are very neglected, very rejected. And, um, but guess what? With your fingerprint, that individualistic fingerprint, also came this set of talents that says, oh, guess what? I've given you perseverance, motivation, love, forgiveness. I've taught you all these. They come with your fingerprints. They are within you. You have to dig deep and find them, but they're within you. You are on the earth having a human experience. It's not going to just come easy right? I wanted it to. I want it to, God says, but uh, yeah, you humans have a way of messing that up. So that means dig deep. Look at your fingerprints right now. Look at your fingers. Nobody else has those prints. Nobody, not one other person. How cool is that? What comes with your fingerprints? I want you to ask yourself right now, what are those self-abandoning ways that you need to get rid of, that you need to, you know, to, to, to do for yourself? You know, freedom means you're unobstructed in ruling your life as you choose. That's what freedom is. I'm going to say it again. You know, freedom means you are unobstructed in ruling your life as you choose. Anything less is a form of slavery, form of control, form of something else. And I truly believe that. I cannot be tethered to somebody else's happiness that without me doing what they need me to do, then I'm a, that I'm a horrible person, then I'm a victim. No, it's not the way it works. It is not the way it works. See, to be free doesn't mean that, you know, you're de denying your uh, responsibilities to your partner or to your, you know, to fellow human beings, right? It just includes the freedom to make the choices to be responsible. That's what it means. But nowhere, nowhere does it say, okay, I'm going to say this. Nowhere does it say that you must be what others want you to be when, you know what, uh, when their wishes conflict with what you want for yourself. Nowhere. It doesn't say that anywhere. I promise you. You can be responsible and free. And most of the people that tell you you can't have the freedoms to be you, guess what they're going to tell you? You're selfish. You're selfish. And that person will turn out to what? Have some measure of authority over your life. And will be basically protesting your threats. To, you know what? Because they don't want to give up the hold they have on you. Okay, and if they can help you feel selfish, they've contributed to your guilt, to your shame, immobilized you, and now you start to self-abandon again, right? Um, you know, I, I, I want you to understand that um, 
the freest people in this world, okay, that don't self-abandon, have a very strong sense of inner peace about themselves. They simply refuse to be swayed by the whims of others. They're very effective at running their lives and being in a relationship. They enjoy, you know what, um, freedoms from being a parent, an employee, um, a, a spouse, a friend, human being in humanity. And they, they're not worrying about how everyone else feels about their choices because one, they're making great choices. They're honoring themselves. They're honoring other people. They're loving themselves so they love other people. The way they love, it's the, the love is returned to them because they're loving with respect, loving with integrity, loving because they value themselves. They're responsible but not enslaved by other people's what? Selfish interpretations of what they should be, what they should be doing, what they should be saying, how they should be saying it, all of those things, you know? It's something that, you you know, um, I want you to I want you to think about it this way. Never replace total reliance. Never place, ever, ever place total reliance in anyone other than yourself. It's called self-reliance. And Emerson said in self-reliance, nothing can bring you peace but yourself. And what do I hear? I've heard over the years, and I've hear, you know, I hear this a lot. Um, oh, but she promised that she would um, handle this matter. Oh, but he promised he would do this. He promised he would change. Um, oh, well, guess what? It meant, means nothing to him, but it means everything to me. It, it means nothing to her, but it means everything to me. Um, you know what? They let me down again. Oh, when will I ever learn? When will they ever learn? Well, you'll learn when you start taking responsibility and loving yourself. Because you're allowing somebody to be responsible for you. And you're basically putting your, again, peace, happiness, and joy, and love in the hands of another. Okay? You know, non-victims are the people that are basically are having fun in life. <laughs> With I'm not kidding. They're having fun. And fun is a part of life. If you're not having fun, you're in trouble. If you're not having fun in your relationship, you're in big trouble. Because you're you're getting closer to marching towards the ground. I'm serious. People that are married, they say that happily married, okay, happily married, live an average of seven years longer. Yes, and are more wealthy. Oh, you know, when you are not a victim, I can tell because you're uplifting, you're uplifted, you're gregarious, you're more secure in your relationships because you, guess why? Because people that um, are free, they refuse to let their lives be run by control freaks and manipulators and that's the truth. They don't want the argumentative uh, stances. They don't want that. You know, they say, you know what? This is my life. This is it. I can experience it alone if, if until I find somebody, the, the right person, if I have to. Because being alone, oh, what the hell? It's great. Because guess what? Somebody's going to come. 
You don't have to worry about that. Your energy will attract the right person, and that's the truth. Um, you know, it's your time on here on Earth is limited, and I don't have time to be owned by anyone else. And that is the truth. If you love me, you're going to love me for what I am. You're going to love me because I'm healthy, because I'm going to love you the way you deserve to be loved, because I love myself. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking right now? I don't know. What do you think? What are you thinking? Because I know that, you know, as a child, we're, we're often victimized, right? And that's, that's the hard part. Your strings were being pulled constantly. And you might have complained privately, but you also knew there was very little you could do to take control. You knew you couldn't support yourself, that you needed to go along with this program until you could, you know, buy a house, get some money your own to feed yourself, clothe yourself. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go along with this crap. I mean, I literally said that to myself. I don't know, though. My fingerprints, God put some crazy things into my fingerprints about perseverance, discipline, and getting it done and moving through it. And um, it doesn't make me better than you. And you probably have those same things. I don't know. But I know mine were there. And, and I just, I knew that. And I did actually have that conversation with myself. Heather, you got to stay here till you can't. I mean, I didn't flee to Maui with $1,000 in my pocket and a bike and you know one because I thought that my childhood <laughs> home was like the place I should be. Which, by the way, the childhood home was was destroyed. My father lost everything by the time I was a uh, junior in high school. We moved to the other side of the tracks, literally, by the way. And he lost all of that, every single thing. I mean, he literally died alone in a rundown apartment in Mexico somewhere. We didn't even know where he was until we got a call from some stranger. My brother didn't speak Spanish. We had to find somebody. And um, he had a heart attack. Days, he was left in this apartment with cockroaches and left there for days nobody knew and he was a multi-multi-millionaire by the way but the point is is that um I knew that I that that one day I was gonna go I just knew it um but I also did know because I ran away from home and I'm serious twice for about mm, 30 minutes each time <laughs> once because it was in the middle of the Chicago winter freezing my ass off going what am I gonna do really I can go to a friend's, but yeah, that's not going to last for very long. And then the other time was I sat in the tree. And yeah, that got pretty lonely up there. So I did realize, okay, the tree isn't going to work. I can't live in this tree and I can't live in my friends. So this means I got to stay with this shit until, guess what? I can come to some sort of sensible arrangement. <laughs> and um, you know what? Some sort of fantasy can hopefully come true. But, you know, in a, as adults, we carry many of these leftover, you know, habits from our childhood. That's the bottom line. And, and back then, they made practical sense of some sort. And they set us up, though, now to be easy victims. You know, you may find yourself bulldozed by someone. Um, you basically may, you might have become very accustomed to taking it that you still let it happen just because it's a habit. But getting out of these victim traps involves, above all, healing and developing new habits. Healthy habits are the same, learned and developed in the same way as your unhealthy ones. Practice. You know, um, 
and then the healing the beliefs healing all of the other things that i talk about right so eliminating victim traps it's it's basically saying i'm not going to be held or controlled by others anymore and i'm not going to control or try to hold other people i can't do it anymore you know you learn how to size up those life situations you develop this set of very non-victim expectations and attitudes you know you become aware of the most prevalent kinds of victimization in your life and, and even in our culture right so then you're going to create you can well you should create a set of principles which is going to you know basically um guide you to never being a victim again or to allowing yourself to be victimized and when you size up any protect you know like any potential victimized situations you get so good at it that you never become a victim again and sizing up situation means you're alert. You're developing new kinds of emotional intelligence, you know, that, that naturally keeps you from being abused. But plus your energy changes because you're healing. So then you're not, you don't have to anticipate all of these control freaks, manipulators in your life. You don't have to have these fear dances, the drama triangles. You don't have to do that anymore, right? So, um... I want you to live that life. Tell it again, but you have to stop self-abandoning. Part three is coming soon. Are you ready to start healing? Get, click on the link. Healing through journaling. Start it. 21 days. I'm also, all I'm doing is asking you to commit to 21 days to having an email delivered to your inbox that says, oh, let me explain some things about healing today. Here are the journal prompts. Whoa, my mind is blown. And all I'm asking you to do that for 21 days, 30 minutes of work. Can you do it? It helps. I can't tell you. It's the best 21-day challenge I've ever put together. Yes, it's going to cost you money. A lot? No. I've created programs for every single person. For every money factor you have, for every financial situation you're in, and for wherever you are on your healing journey. And healing through journaling is for people that are beginners, for people that are need maintenance, that people that just are, have open minds and want to learn more. It's the best 21 days of, um, of a challenge of healing and doing journaling that you can imagine. And I can tell you it's not better than this. I, I put so much into this. And the minute you sign up, you start. You're going to get a welcome email, and then tomorrow you will get your first email. And then you, each, every email will come for 21 days, and they're yours to keep forever in your email box. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Celebrate. I love you. Thank you for being here. If you have any questions, if you need me, guess what? You can also find me on my website. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. And uh, part three is coming soon. Have a great day. Remember, every relationship begins with you. Mwah!